Hello there, and uh, welcome to another amazing episode of Destiny Midweek, the greatest midweek podcast at Destiny Church in San Antonio. I was hoping you weren't going to qualify that or quantify. Is it qualify or quantify? The greatest podcast that I'm on. That you're on? Sure. Because you've got, you have technically, there's three podcasts that you're on. That you know of. Oh, wow. That's pretty, that's pretty, I feel honored that I get to be part of the greatest podcast that you're on, being that you're on at least three. That's what makes it so great. So anyways, it's Wednesday. Yep. And. Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Is that something? It's something. I don't know the thing you said. No, you don't know it? No. It's like a commercial. Okay. True story. We were, uh, was in a new, it's called NJO, New Joiner Orientation at my old work. And uh, it was a Wednesday. And, the, you know, it's a bunch of people who are there. This is their first time ever working there it's wednesday so they've only been working there three days we don't know any of these people they're all strangers but we're in a room like learning about our company together and uh this uh, professor whoever the teacher comes in and says happy wednesday and this guy just shouted home day and the rest of the time he was working there anytime i saw him that's what i thought did you ever bring that up to him again no i thought maybe you would just call him that I i never talked to him like that would be his name from then on yeah, but I never... Hum, you could call him Humpty. I could. You know, that would have been a great nickname for him. Bob has a question, but I'm not sure if... I think he knows the answer. Are you looking at the, the comments too? Yeah, yeah. Should I not? No, that's cool. I, I, I felt like I was really out of the loop last time. I see. So I See, I just felt like that was my responsibility. So I went and bought a MacBook. I thought it was my so responsibility could, to keep you in the loop, but now that you have the comments too... No, no, no. You can leave it open. I just, I'll still act like you can't see it though, because I'm going to. Of course. Right. Of course. Because. Oh my gosh. I trust you. So. To do a good job. Obviously you don't because you brought your computer this week and had it open. <laughs> look, Bob, Bob. Look, look. Say I forgot, I forgot what I was going to say. Should, have we said that we're recording this live and that we're streaming it on Facebook? We haven't. We should say that because... We should say it every week. Because the people that are listening to the podcast and they're not watching us live. Yeah. Just, uh, so do you want to say that? Sure. So for all of you listeners, we are streaming this live on Facebook as well. Facebook.com is a website. And so Destiny Church, we have a Facebook page and we stream things there and we're streaming the podcast live. So if this sounds a little bit different than you're used to, that's why. So Bob has a question, but as I was saying, I think he might know the answer to this and I think he might be setting us up. Okay. But he says, where is the first tennis match mentioned in the Bible? The first tennis match. Now, I believe I know the answer to this. Do you? I don't know. I'm stumped. I'm I I I uh, does it have to do with nets? No. They cast their net on the no. other side. I don't want the song. I want the actual psalm. Hmm. I don't know. Man. Okay. Well, 
I do. I, I believe I know. So I'm going to take a stab at it. I think it's first mentioned in Psalm 100, verse 4. This says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. No, that can't be it. Why not? Most tennis courts yeah, have yeah, a gate. It, you enter it and then you go into the court. Is that it, Bob? I hope he can confirm. He's. We're getting a lot of radio silence today. It's all right. We're just like normal. So it's just last week, it was just like this engagement we were having. And then that, anyways, that's what my grandpa taught me. Okay. Who was a, who is a tennis coach, probably the greatest tennis coach of all time. So he teaches that. Okay. You know, there's, there's also, and I don't know, yeah, whatever. There's a lot of interesting parallels in the Bible with tennis, like, uh, the measurements of the court correspond with the books of the Bible. It's really interesting. It's fascinating. Grandpa can can present the whole gospel using tennis. You doing good? I noticed you look a little different. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And I, I feel like you were wanting me to say something. <laughs> how, how, how so? You're, you're, you're getting a little hairy on the face here. Those of you who, who are uh, just listening with your ears only. Oh, he must be talking about my beard. Matt's got a beard. He's got some stubble. <laughs> Quote, unquote. He, Matt looks beard. like a Duck Dynasty guy up in here. Do I look like a bad guy? <laughs> Maybe from like a Lifetime movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, whenever I see someone who like never has facial hair mm -hmm. and then they show up with like a goatee or something. It just reminds me of on Knight Rider <laughs> when Michael Knight I was, just gonna was say a that, bad that's, guy. That's he the had only a, reason. He had a goatee. Yeah. It's just, as a kid, that stuff gets burned in your brain. And so I was looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like, who are you? <laughs> Did you find out? Are you still... No, I just said that to try to make you spit your water out. Uh, Mallory Lopez wants to know, where can we listen to this on the radio? I think she might be referring to our podcast. So... It's not on... It's not on the radio, the radio. but you There's can listen no on our... radio that would put this on. But if you go to destinychurchsa.com and then click on the Destiny Midweek... You can also... Like, if, if you have a podcast app... Oh, Yeah. On, if you have an iPhone, there's an app called Podcast. Yeah, there's you, some different apps. Spotify. A, yeah, we're also on Spotify. So, so just, if you look for us in Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Store. Oh, wow. You can find us. Just search Destiny Midweek. Subscribe. Yeah. And every Wednesday, it'll drop in your inbox. If two of you subscribe this week, Ooh. you will triple our subscription numbers. So That's right. No, I I bet you we've got at least three subscribers because I subscribe and I know you subscribe. Do I? Do you? You do. <laughs> I just, I mean, I don't. Yeah. So 
just to make sure it's working. So I saw that you you posted a poll out there. Are on, we done on, talking about no, my No, that's beard? what I'm oh, doing okay. right now. Okay, good. You posted a poll on social media. Yeah. Uh, you've, you've got quite a following, you know. You've, you've got some numbers out there. You so know. you said, should I keep this beard or not? And it was an overwhelming yes. It was an avalanche of yeses. Yeah. I had one no, one dissenter. Oh, really? Yeah. Was it your wife? No, oh, okay. she's she's the only reason I'm still got this thing going. Oh yeah, she is so hardcore on this beard thing. Is she calling you Garth? No. What was it? is that? Was that his name? Who? Bad Michael Knight? Yeah, I don't remember. I feel like. But don't you remember then Garth Brooks had like an alter ego yeah. where he had a mustache or a goatee? Yeah, that's what, probably where he got it. What was that guy's name? <sighs> it was uh, like Clint Black or something. Yeah, Vince Black. Was no. it Vince? Wait, Vince Black, that's from uh, Renegade, isn't it? I don't know. Anyways, so, yeah, so is this is this like a... Um, it's just a, it's a quarantine experiment. Because a lot of people, you know, in the sports world, they'll grow something out, like, until playoffs come or until the playoffs are over or until this winning streak, we get a win or whatever. So I didn't know if maybe you're growing it out, like, until the church doors open or... If you're just, I don't know. I mean, you're just letting it, just letting it fly and see what happens. Just taking it at a day at a time. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no big thought process behind it. I see. No big commitment. I've heard that's how the best beards always start. Well, then I'm off to a good start, day at a time. So, have you? Do you put any like beard oil in there? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm afraid if I tried to put beard oil in there, it would just make a puddle on the floor because there would be nothing for it to actually attach to. Don't sell yourself short, There's man. There's no beard oil. Well, cool. Maybe by next week, you never know. I would be shocked if this is still Serious? around. No, come on. It's, well, it's so pitiful. Mikey J wants to know if we watch Ancient Aliens and what is our take on it? I don't. I don't. I don't have a take mm. other than to say if it's saying that aliens landed on this planet in the past, then I'm probably think that's not true. Bob Sayer says Joseph served in Pharaoh's court. There we go. I knew it had to be better than man. Joseph served in Pharaoh's court. That's a good one. Yes, he did. Got a comment. From Victoria. It says, is there any connection between the story in Genesis about the two men that shared dreams with Joseph while in prison and the death and resurrection of Jesus? One was a baker, bread, and the other was the cupbearer, wine. And both were lifted up in three days. Wow. I had never thought of that before. Me neither. It's a first for me. You know, all throughout the Old Testament, we see symbolism that points us to Christ. And the reason for that is because God wanted us to know for sure who the Messiah was. And so he gave all of these pictures of Christ throughout the Old Testament so that when Jesus came, he would fulfill all of those things perfectly and that we could know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus is the one that was promised in Genesis 2 Uh, sorry, Genesis 3, when Eve sinned, that Jesus is the one who's come to crush the head of Satan. 
that he's the long-awaited Messiah. So, yeah, absolutely. That is totally uh, a way, a picture of Christ, no doubt. Three days, the cupbearer, the baker, had never seen that before. It's crazy. Maybe next time you're doing communion online, you can mention that. I saw you. I noticed you got a haircut, too. It looks nice. You know, just trying to look really snazzy for all these video things that we're doing. Yeah. I had Carrie cut my hair last night, too. Oh, yeah. Look at that. And uh, I told her, I said, I want it I want it really short on the side, so that way you're not having to... Do it again. Do it again. Exactly. Because we're, you know, we're our faces are bigger than ever right. to people. Right. Because... Exactly. We're on screen. So what number did you go with? I don't even know. I, but when she was doing it, she said, you don't even, you don't realize what you're asking me to do. And I said, well, I'll make it work. So anyways, uh, she yeah. shouldn't have to cut it for a few weeks. So Heather, Heather cuts hair. Yeah. She went to school. She's a, what do you call him? An esthetician or Cosmopolitan. Anyway, she's something. Neapolitan. And, uh, so she's always cut my hair, but I hate getting a haircut. Mm. Oh, it is one of the worst experiences. I just do not like it at all. I feel so confined. Mm. She's constantly like, uncross your legs, you know, put your head this way, put your, and I'm having to wear this funky gown, you know, to keep the, the hair from getting everywhere. Last time, I'm just like, I'm not wearing the gown. I'll get hair everywhere. Who cares? I'm at home. I'll just change my shirt. Right. <laughs> so I didn't wear the gown. Did it? Was, was it more enjoyable for you? It, it was a little bit better, but it's like if you get a haircut more often, it doesn't take as long mm-hmm. to do the haircut. Right. But because I hate getting a haircut, mm. I wait as long as I can, and then it takes forever. I see. So it's like this paradox yeah see i love i love getting a haircut i get so mad oh man and i start to sigh and breathe heavily and she's like i'm almost done i'm almost done but man yeah, last night when carrie said would you like me to cut your hair i i tell you it might i've never felt just happier in my life but what we do is we lay a sheet on the floor so the hair drips onto the sheet and then you just wrap the sheet up, go yeah. outside, give it a little shake. And my problem's not with the cleanup. Okay. But I don't, because I don't do it. I see. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in charge of the cleanup. It's just sitting there, having to just sit there. And, like, I just feel so confined. But I usually can't we'll put, we, we put like a show on. Yeah, or, I was reading a book. I then just, you get hair on your book and. Just a mess. Well, hey. You should be thankful. A lot of people are really struggling right now not being able to have their hair done. Seeing a lot of I've, gray hairs out there, not getting their hair colored. I've, I've, seen, I've seen some shaggy. There's, some, a, there's some quite shaggy a bit folks. of shag yeah. happening. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So kind of looks like the 60s all over again. I wouldn't know. So we had a message this Sunday. Yeah. It was a great service. Thank you. Back down the hill. Yeah, it was good to be back yeah. in the old stomping grounds. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Why is that so funny? I just had one of those moments. Oh, okay. Where I'm just wondering, what are we doing? Um, so ah, just power through, man. You spoke. You finally, we're in the fifth chapter of Acts. Seems like we were in Acts four for a while. Yeah. And uh, flip the page over, and probably you're probably one of maybe two pastors that taught this passage this Sunday. And I would have said you're the only pastor that taught this passage, but I stumbled across another pastor that taught this same exact passage this week. But Right. It's really funny, interesting. My uh, friend that I went to Bible school with, Stephen White, he is in Osage, Iowa. Mm. Oh, Osage. Iowa. And he started preaching the book of Acts the same time I did. And we didn't even know we were doing it. Did he go to IBC? He went to IBC. Oh, wow. Yeah. Small world. Crazy. So he was he was in the same passage yeah. that I was in. It's wild. nuts. That's wild. So if you want to hear a way better sermon mm. than the one I preached on Ananias and Sapphira, go over. I, don't, I, I can't remember the name of his church. No. Something Life. <laughs> something life journey. Something life. So did you um anyway preparing yeah. for this was there any moment where you're like you know realizing the season that we're in right with a lot of people struggling financially and right just going through a lot did you maybe weigh out maybe not teaching on on giving and I did of course. And, uh, I mean, those thoughts enter into your mind, but you just, you take solace in the providence of God. And I really felt like God wanted us to go through the book of Acts when we started. <laughs> what? Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> Should I have said solace? Solace? So. The way you said solace. <laughs> yeah. I just thought of our friends. See what I have to work with here? <laughs> Look it's, at this, people. Keep going. I'm just filled with the joy of the Lord. You know, what can I say? <sighs> I think the camera just makes me a little bit more nervous than usual. So, so you're feeling solace and, you know, keep going. <laughs> and... I felt like, I, I felt very confident when we started going through the book of Acts that that is what we were supposed to be doing. Yeah. And this started, you know, we started Acts way before then. Right. Back in January. Back in January. And I hadn't really mapped out the the weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm working through that sort of, you know, I'll take a couple weeks and, and map it out and then do a couple more weeks and map it out. So I hadn't really mapped out right. any of this. But when I started Acts, what weighed into my thought process before I even started it was, what am I going to do with this? Mm. How am I going to teach this? Because this is such a strange story. right? And I was honestly on the fence about doing Acts just because I didn't want to deal with this. But you pray through it, 
and felt like, well, when we when we'll, we'll just deal with it when we get to it. Yeah. And God will help us. And so that's what we did. And it just happened to land in the middle of an economic collapse. Lo and behold. And I say, you know what? God knows what he's doing. He does. I'll preach his word. And thankfully, our church is full of godly, spirit-filled children of God who love his word and are not going to take offense to me speaking on that in the middle of this season. Amen. So. So you haven't heard any negative feedback? Well, my phone's just been going off the hook about people who say they're leaving the church now because of that. But no, of course not. That's good. No, not a single word. And as I've gotten on Facebook since and seen the comments on the live stream, it has been a very positive. Mm-hmm. So. What was that? I'm just posting something on Instagram. I see. That's cool. Yeah, but th- this is a crazy story. It is it is it is radical. It really it's it's something more like you would read in the Old Testament. Right. Yeah, it, it and and it you really don't see a whole lot of stuff like this happening after this point in the Bible. N- not 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 like this. Right? Not not this crazy thing where he just says you're gonna that you're gonna drop dead and the people that carried your husband out they're coming in to carry you out too i mean that's just that's intense yeah speaking of we got a question from lisa and uh goes right along with where we're at right now in this riveting discussion she says how does Paul know with such clarity that one, Ananias and Sapphira Peter. lied? How does Peter know? How does Peter know that they lied? And two, how did Peter know that God would strike them both dead for their sin? Well, what do you think? two-part question. The first part, how did he know that they had lied? And what what we see here is that the apostles have a connection to the Lord that is amazing. I mean, it is just absolutely incredible what God is doing through them. You know, how did Peter know that if he said, take up silver and gold I don't have, but such as I have give you in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And he picked him up by the hand and pulled him up. That there is this this power of the Holy Spirit, this authority that they have, and this connection with God through the Spirit, where he's speaking to them, he's revealing things to them in such a way that they are so confident Mm -hmm. about them. So that's how he knew that they lied. The Holy Spirit revealed it to him. And also, how did he know that she was going to die? Well, whether or not the Holy Spirit revealed it to him in the same way or he just was able to deduce by what happened to her husband that that was probably what was going to happen to her. But it seems that he's very confident that the same fate that her husband suffered is the same fate that she is going to suffer. Right. And there has been times where 
I can say that the Lord has revealed things to me. Not like this, not in this level. But there are there have been several times in my life where I, I really know that the Lord has, has shown me some things, has spoken to me. And those things proved themselves out and proved themselves to be true. But what we see is that the apostles are walking in this moment by moment almost communication with the Holy Spirit that is absolutely amazing. Yeah. It's good. Second question from Lisa. If I can pull it up here. When I first read 1 Corinthians 9, 9 to 12, I didn't understand the correlation between it and the seventh premise of Christian giving to support your pastor. So I read the entire chapter. I understand now, but do you agree that this also implies a reverse responsibility for the congregation? 1 Corinthians 9, 1 through 14 outlines the pastor's right to partake of the material fruits because he is working to support the vine. And 1 Corinthians 9, 15 to 27 seems to be also saying that the pastor has a responsibility and accountability connected to that fruit to preach the gospel accurately and diligently. If that's the case and we place our treasure where our heart is, Matthew 6, 21, then isn't 1 Corinthians 9 also implying that the members of the congregation have an equal but reverse responsibility and accountability to one, make a wage to support the pastor, and two, value the work that is done. Meaning, not just tithe and count ourselves good because we checked off that box, but to treasure the work that's been represented and supported by the tithe. For example, attend church, study sermons, and diligently seek to understand what is being preached. Yeah, I think so. I know that's kind of a short answer, but the the question was really good. Yeah. I, absolutely, especially if you want to grow. Especially if you want to grow in your faith. You're going to have to absolutely dig in and pattern your life and order your steps and make the word a priority in your life. And I, I, as you do that, as you make the word a priority in your life, you're going to, you're going to, as you order your life under the authority of God's word, you do see growth. You do see fruit. You do see sometimes uh, very quickly changes come to your life of the Lord working in your life. I know several people that have, you know, come out of very dark situations, very desperate situations, not loving the Lord, serving the Lord. And very quickly they dive into God's word and, and just consume it at a rapid pace. And immediately you really start to see the changes that, that start to take place, the fruit that's born in their lives. So yes, absolutely. I believe that the church member has a responsibility to value the ministry. But more than that, I would say they're responsible not so much to the pastor to do that, but they are responsible to God for what they do with the word that is faithfully preached. So as a minister stands up and faithfully proclaims the word of God, 
He's not proclaiming his word. He's proclaiming God's word. And the Bible says to whom much is given, much is required. Mm -hmm. And so to just walk out after receiving word from God and to not do anything with that, I believe that people will be held accountable for what they did with what they received. So more than a responsibility to the pastor or to the church, community or body, it's a responsibility before God. So when you say do something with it, you want to expand on that a little bit? Like, are you saying for, for in this instance, you gave eight points, Mm -hmm. like what a Christian, Christian Mm -hmm. giving should look like. Right. So in this instance, would it be really making sure that you're upholding those eight points or does it also mean kind of doing what Lisa obviously did here and went a little deeper into the message, did her own study, her own research. Would that be an expectation as well? Or is it both or so like, like, like Lisa mentioned, she, as, as she was, so, so Sunday I didn't have time, right? I did not have time to walk through and read through all those verses. Mm -hmm. I have in the past, in, in times that I've shared that list before didn't have time this time and so I gave it more as a reminder and so what she did is she took those verses and then she walked through and said does do these are these verses saying what he said they were saying yeah which I think is what every Christian should be doing with every sermon that they hear making sure it lines up with sound teaching and doctrine and i welcome that and i'm glad that she did that some people have heard me give that list before and and they're confident that it lines up with that but on point seven she mentioned that on the surface she didn't see how it applied to what i was saying and so she dug in some more Mm -hmm. yes absolutely if if you don't understand what is being preached you should one pray for understanding mm-hmm. and help from the holy spirit mm-hmm. two try to understand paul tells the ephesians in chapter uh to try to discern what the will of the lord is yeah so that there's this idea that it takes effort to live as one of god's people so yes try dig in and if you can't figure it out, come to the leadership and ask for help because that's our job to explain. Yeah. So, yes. And then there was a third point. And then what it, what it means to do something with it is absolutely to put those eight points into practice in your life. And that, to me, is the most important piece because that's the piece, I believe, that you're going to have to answer to God for. Because as I delivered those, I'm, I'm only sharing what God's word says. I'm saying here is what God's word says about giving. So this is not what I'm saying. Yeah. This is what God says. And so I think a lot of people have the wrong idea. Maybe not a lot, maybe some. I think that possibly some people have a misunderstanding of what a sermon is and they believe that it's the guy up there giving his word or his opinion 
and if if again i i started this whole diet tribe with saying faithfully preaches god's word right as someone faithfully preaches god's word it's not their word so they're not responsible to that man they're responsible to god yes and as there's revelation given then more is required than those who are in ignorance it's good i was listening i know you're looking at me like i said something really profound you should be reacting to it more no actually what i was looking at you was saying that wondering if something else came through on the yes on the comment yeah we 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 actually we did there is something I was wondering if you open your computer and you're spying nope, on here. No, nope, no spying. Mallory Lopez wants to know, is there somewhere in the Bible where God predicted these hard times we are going through right now? No. There's nowhere in the Bible that says in 2020, the, the globe is going to shut down because of the coronavirus. Is there anywhere where God predicted that we would go through hard times as believers. Yes. Jesus says in the world, you will have tribulation. So this should be of no surprise to us. But then he says, be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. Right. So we're not to fear. No, but to cheer. Exactly. Yeah, there's, there's, there, no, there, there's nothing in the Bible. Jesus says in, in the last days, perilous times will come. Mm-hmm. But again, we've been living in the last days since the day of Pentecost. The day of Pentecost started the last days. The last days have been going for 2,000 years, and there have been very perilous times in the last 2,000 years. Just in our last century, in the last century, there have been at least three events that, oh, four, four major events that totally eclipse what we're going through right now. The First World War, the Great Depression, the Spanish flu of 1918, and World War II. Mm-hmm. All, all four of those events eclipse what we're going through far and above i mean just obliterate it you, you cannot compare what we're going through to just four yeah events from the last century so i'm confident that we're going to make it through that this is not the end of humanity this is not the end of the world that we are going to make it through and that god is going to take care of his people in the midst of these things as he always does right so and there's nothing in the Bible about those four events that I just mentioned either. So in the world, that this stuff happens, you know? It's just part of living in the fallen world. But thankfully, we belong to a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Can mm-hmm. I get an amen? Amen. Chad Hayes says, hello. Howdy, Chad. Howdy. Yeah, I've, I've seen not on this chat, but I thought maybe we'd ask it because maybe some people are wondering it because I've seen a lot of Christians ask this question. Did God cause 
the coronavirus. Oh, you're asking me? Yeah, I wasn't asking myself. Did God cause the coronavirus? Well, I believe that the scripture teaches that God is sovereign, mm-hmm. that he rules and reigns over all, and that everything that happens, whether he causes it or allows it, he works it into his will and his plan. So I cannot say for certain whether God caused it or allowed it, but there is no doubt that he rules over it. Right. And I think that anyone who would assert with confidence either one of those, that yes, without a doubt, this is something God allowed, or yes, without a doubt, this is something God caused, or yes, without a doubt, that this is something that God did not cause. There's no way that they can know that. They do not know the mind of God. Who can know the mind of God? His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. So to, to claim that you have some sort of secret insight into this, I think would be incredibly foolish. Yeah. It's good. What do you think? I'm in agreement. I I don't think, I, I know for sure this didn't catch God by surprise that he's, oh no, what do I do with this? How can I take this and make it for the good of my people and for my glory. Like God is not reactionary. I don't think so. I know that he's in control. I know that he saw the beginning from the end. So he knew this was coming, whether or not he, like you said, caused it or allowed it. I I think for me, it's not important because whether he caused it, whether he allowed it, I know that he's, in it he's working through it and that he knows how what the result is going to be and that i can trust that whatever the outcome is on this earth that ultimately it will bring him glory so yeah i th- i think if you have a theological view that would would make you say it would be impossible for god to have caused or allowed this then then you really are flawed in your doctrine. 100% God could have caused this. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. God could have caused this as judgment on the world for sin. And he would have every right to do that. Now, to say that he has done that, right, or that he could not do that, is just, it's putting yourself in the position of God to claim that you know that with certainty. But if if you don't have within your doctrine the belief that God could bring judgment on the world for sin through something like this, you need to read the Old Testament again 
and see that God is a God of holiness and justice and that, yes, he does bring judgment on the world for sin. Now, I'm not claiming that that's what he's done or right. that's what he's doing. But, but it's, it's certainly not, not within, it's, it's not outside of the realm of what's possible with God. Yeah. So there's our little uh, corona talk for the day. Unless anyone else has any questions about it, yeah. ask the ex- experts here. There was two things I left out of my message. Yeah, did you leave anything out of your message? Yeah, two things. Oh, okay. And uh, just didn't have time to get into them. But in Acts chapter 5, this story with Ananias and Sapphira, it is one of the key texts that explain to us that the Holy Spirit is God. And we see that in verses 3 and 4. When Peter says, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? And then down in verse four, he says, you have not lied to men, but to God. So here, Peter calls the Holy Spirit God, which is a really important theological idea and understanding. The Holy Spirit is God. He is the Spirit of God. The other is that as this passage ended, it said, <laughs> as this passage concluded in verse 11, it says that great fear came upon the whole church and upon all who heard of these things. And it's not that they were afraid of God, but that they had an awe and a respect. And I didn't have time to go into that on Sunday, but that we should have the fear of God. We should have an awe and a respect for God. We should have a a reverence for God and his holiness. And Proverbs 9, 10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. So those are two things that I would have loved to have touched on, but didn't have the time to do it. I see. For Sunday. So next week, you got a little tease for us? Yeah. Yeah, next week, we're going to be finishing up Acts chapter 5. It's going to be fantastic. Finishing it up? Finishing it up. Wow. Yeah. 12 through 12 42. Through 40. Ew, 42. Wow. Goodness. Yeah. 12 through 42, and it's awesome. It's all about the gospel advancing, opposition arising, but Christ church is victorious. So... If you want to get a head start, jump into Acts chapter 5, verse 12 through the end of the chapter. That's kind of what we're going through now. We've we're, The church is facing some opposition, but I would trust that the gospel is still advancing. And uh, that's, that's something that I I pray for, for our church and our people, our volunteers, our team destiny that they're still able to be team destiny you know at home the conversations that they're having with people that just because they haven't been been to church in a while that they're not stopping from being the church so yeah so i i I think it's just mindful to think about you know god hasn't dropped the expectation that we're to be making disciples and sharing the gospel just because we're quarantined. 
you know, it didn't stop Paul. He was quarantined a whole lot in his ministry. Right. In chains. Yeah. And he got the word out. That's right. He wrote the New Testament for us. Yeah. So that's why we're even in quarantine putting the word out. That's right. Rich said, great job. Nice haircuts. Thank you, Rich. Is that the joke? <laughs> that could be his joke. I hope that's not the joke. It might be. Anything else you want to cover here? No, just uh, encourage you to listen into my other podcast, The Verse of the Day. Yeah, it's not quite as good, apparently. But got some good nuggets it on is. there for you every weekday. I really enjoyed the one. Was that Monday? Your suffering one? Yeah, suffering yeah. in glory. Suffering in glory. Exactly. My Probably my favorite topic in the whole Bible. Wow. It's a big one. So it's there everywhere. It's everywhere. Um, yeah. So go ahead and look for that. It's a great way to start your day. Uh, I'd encourage you to subscribe. And when you do start your day, m- more, probably the majority of us start our day by picking up our phones, sadly. And uh, well, because most of us use it as our alarm, but I've tried to watch myself with that because, you know, I have some communication apps where I have chat groups and all that. And a lot of times my first thought is, did I miss anything while I was sleeping? So I've tried to stop that. And, uh, but I would encourage you subscribe to the verse of the day. It's a great way. You can, uh, hit the, get a, get hit a, the ground running, hit the ground running. Yeah. You know, I have a really bad habit of before I'm even out of bed, Mm-hmm. checking my email and seeing if anything important came in that I needed to deal with. Yeah. So it's my email, my texts, and then I'm like... And then your whole day can just be thrown off. It's just if you, it's nuts. If you get an email or get your email. So thanks for thanks for watching if you have a today. verse you want me to cover oh, yeah, that's, on the verse that's of right. the day send me a message on facebook or instagram i'd love to do it i'm actually gone through everything in my queue so i have nothing queued up really yep man so if you have a verse share it yeah if you want it for tomorrow let me know because i usually record those about 10 o'clock at night erica says monday's verse answered a lot of questions i shared it with my friends and family wow Thank, cool. thank you, Erica. Francis Ramos says, praise God. Thank you for sharing the gospel with us. That's what it's all about. Well, thanks for tuning in today. Yeah, thanks a Have lot. Have a great rest of your week. We love you guys. Miss you terribly. Look forward to connecting with y'all during service on Sunday. It's always, it's always great getting to have that little community going during the live stream. I look forward to that. And uh, get try to stay connected, get plugged in. If you have some friends in the church you haven't talked to in a while, give them a call, shoot them a text, encourage them, and uh, be the hands and feet, heart, mouth of Jesus this week. Amen. Amen. See ya.